let me welcome you to the PE Huddle. As you know, it's sponsored by and supported by Gopher. And the team at Gopher makes a strong effort to really connect with teachers in health and physical education. There's a lot of useful information on the Gopher website. Uh, and I just thought, you know, it's time to take a couple of minutes and just show it to you. And, and, and this page, if you'll go to that link at the bottom of the page, this will come up. And you notice the blog there. I mean, we, we have hundreds of blogs. You go, you can see, uh, listen to uh, three to five minute podcasts and there's tons of those, 2000 videos on PE Universe you can explore. Um, if you, you, we've done something on ASAP in the curriculum that you can use. Uh, um, and if you're interested in Health Moves Minds, here's how to get started. Click the blue button and get started. Um, our PE huddles are all under Gopher Virtual Professional Development. You can go there and, and watch them. And we've got some free resources from Spark. So, you know, Gopher has a lot of stuff up there. And if you'll just hit this link that's listed there, it'll take you right to it. So uh, when you get a chance, look there. And while we're talking about that, um, you know, I'd really like to encourage some of you that have that, and not everybody does, and I accept that. But if you're one who thinks you can write or do a video or do what some of these fellows, our guests are gonna do today, then do it. Um, contribute and be a part of us. And, you know, don't feel bad if you don't write or you don't do this because, you know, if you're a great teacher, that's A1 with me. There's nothing more important. I'll, I'll take that. I don't care whether you write or make videos or not. If you're a great teacher, that that's the best possible thing that you could contribute to our society. So let's move on. Uh, and get on with it. But you, you want to bookmark that page in your browser because we're constantly updating it. Um, I have two great guests today, and I know you're going to enjoy them. Guy Danhoff is a faculty member at Missouri Baptist University, and he serves as a coordinator for fitness and sport management graduate programs. Professor Danhoff brings together a solid background in communications, marketing, uh, and applying that to uh, professional organizations, community programs, and university systems. His skill in strategic planning is based on digital and social media applications, and he's helped professional organizations positively impact their members. Currently, he's serving as president-elect for Mo Shape, so. Uh, he's involved professionally as well, and he's published a textbook with Kendall Hunt called Zagging, Building Advocacy Through Digital and Social Media. So you might want to take a look at that as well. My other guest, um, who has a hairline just like mine, um, is Tom Gilardi. And uh, Tom's been an elementary physical education teacher for over 16 years in, in New York State. He's presented numerous PE workshops throughout the US and is known for his creativity and energy. He's delivered quality virtual presentations in countries around the world. He created a YouTube channel called Coach Gilardi's Phys Ed Zone, and I'm sure many of you have seen it by now. Uh, and, and it's received over 4 million views, so just a, a couple of people have seen it, haven't they? 
Um, his latest contribution is tips for PE teachers on Coach Gilardi's TikTok account, which has over 25,000 followers. All right, enough of the accolades, but they're well-deserved. Let's move on and, and get busy talking about technology and social media. Um, I'm going to let Guy, I'm going to let you warm up on this one. Uh, you know, when we talk about technology and social media, uh, and and let's talk exactly what it means to physical educators. I mean, what's the difference between social media and technology? Or are they the same thing? Because sometimes people use them in the same breath. So great question, Bob. And I think, you know, I look at social media as a communication tool. What's great about social media, it's actually two-way communication. That's what makes it so different than other forms. Now, I know that people can say, well, apps is a form of technology, which it is. But by and large, I mean, technology to me is more like a tool that you're going to use. For example, in social media, I might use Hootsuite to manage, you know, my social media accounts. That's technology. But social media is the actual act of engaging with your audience um, and having a two-way conversation and just being able to communicate. So social media is more of a communication tool versus technology or is a set of tools or, tech, or technology that you can use to better enhance whatever you're trying to accomplish. Good, good. Uh, that's, that's a good way to look at it. Tom, or Guy, Tom, you have anything that you want to add on to that? You know, just to piggyback on what he was saying in regards to social media, um, it's really networking. You know, I really started diving into social media maybe a year before the pandemic hit, and I was just kind of taking some stuff that I saw off Twitter or I saw in Facebook groups, but I never really kind of dove into it until this pandemic hit where kind of everyone had to do it. And now I'm thrown into... Uh, so social media in a way I've never thought I was going to be thrown into. And I realized there's more to it than just taking some great things and using it for your class. You can share, you could ask questions and get answers regarding anything regarding PE. So social media has been just huge. Okay. Um, well, let me ask them simple questions um, that where should teachers start? Should they start with the tech side or the media side? Uh, either one I, of you can jump in. So, so I would say anyone new, it's got to be the media side. Get yourself out there. Uh, you know, get an account on Twitter. Get involved in many phys ed Facebook groups. Get on Instagram. You know, find all of those outlets and just sign up and be part of it. And if you're if you're new, you know, three four years in, just just use it to take things, look at things. You know, you don't don't feel like you have to contribute, but you'd be amazed on how many free resources that are out there. Simple as that. Got to get involved. I think media is important. I think well, what I hear you saying, Tom, and and then guy, I'm going to jump with, with you. I just want to clarify. I think what I'm hearing you say, Tom, for beginning teachers and that early on. Go out there and search the social media, take a look at it, learn what it is, what's going on out there, and then move on. Yeah, uh, Guy, go ahead. So the thing I'd like to add, this is something that actually our, at MoShape, uh, Chris Daly, who runs our marketing communications, what he did right before the holidays, in between Christmas and New Year's, he created a Twitter challenge of which basically he had people, professionals, physical education teachers, follow each other 
And that way you can start to see different people's contents or people's different views, or certainly the way they're maybe amplifying things or content, you know, creating content. But, you know, one of the things I wanted to say about that, I mean, just doing that alone reached out into four other countries, but the great part about that is over, in, in just a, like a one week period, over 420 handles were tagged. Um, and talk about building the community right here, to Tom's point, it's about building that community, getting to know people. I can't tell you how many people are probably on right now that I've met through direct messages on Twitter. So yeah, I think Tom, you got it right on the, hit the nail on the head. Let's connect and collaborate. Good, good, good. Um, what's the payoff for teachers um, to make video? I mean, who, who, who cares? So that, I mean, you, you know, you're saying, what's the why? And, and I think if you're a teacher, money can't be your why. I can't imagine you went into teaching for that. And I don't, and I don't think you went into teaching to impress your principal or district. You know, people have gone into teaching for their children, right? You, you have a love to work with children. And I can tell you from experience by making videos, you're gonna engage your students even more. You're gonna level up your own teaching. That's only gonna pay off hugely when you're in the class because we all know with experience and the better that you get at something, the easier it is. It's as easy as you think it is teaching now. If you decide to make videos, it's the best way to see your mistakes. And I can tell you real quick, you know, when I first started out in my career, I was very fortunate to work with some well-experienced teachers, and I've learned a ton. But since I've been in New York City, I've been really on my own. I have someone I work with now, but she's a new, te new teacher. So what am I really learning now being by myself? And I can go to professional development, which is great now that we have so much on the internet, but you know, still, that's only, you know, how often are you gonna be doing that? So to really improve in your teaching and to teach the best you can for your students, you have to videotape. And the best thing to do is, is just put a tripod in the corner of your gymnasium, get the camera on you, and videotape your lessons. Start off like that, and then, and then you get rid of all the kinks. Oh, I sound funny. Oh, I don't like it. Get rid of all of that by just videotaping yourself in front of the kids. Get comfortable in that situation. And then, and then find a time to watch yourself. Once you watch yourself, if you're not seeing mistakes, if you think you're great, then find a mentor, a phys ed person that you trust and have them look at it and get feedback. And then you just learn from your mistakes and boom, you're just gonna get leveled up and leveled up and leveled up. And, and Tom, I just, you, you said something in there that struck me and I just wanna reinforce it. Uh, that is, you said, well, you're pretty much alone now uh, in New York City. Uh, you, you know, every teacher is alone. Every teacher, okay? You, you might think your peers would help you, but I've been in a million high schools and schools. They're not helping each other, okay? They see each other every day. They're busy. They're going their own direction. They're not worried about what you're doing. They're worried about what they're doing. And here's the beautiful thing about social media. It gets you out of the classroom. It gets you out of the gymnasium. It gets you out of thinking inside that box where you can't get outside of it. So to me, uh, let's be honest, you're alone. And, it, you know, there. I, I have a, a thing about teachers teaching 20 years and having one year of experience because they did the same thing year after year after year. 
if you use social media wisely, it can pull you outside the gymnasium or the activity arena and help you there. So I, I think it, it's a key point you brought up. Um, you know, uh, let's talk about teachers who have been teaching many years. And I'm talking about teachers that have more than 10 years of experience and they're out there teaching and and you talk about getting in, you know, into social media and, and getting out a little bit. Um, and how 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 do we deal with them, Guy, when they say, oh, you know, that, that's, that's not important for me. I wasn't trained that way. I don't know anything about it. That's not what I want to do. I'm a good teacher in front of my kids. What, what do we say to them? What would you say, Guy? Well, I would say this, since uh, we all experienced March 2020, there was the world's disruption, the world of teaching, the way we know it, it changed. And I've said this, and this is also why we launched 12 episodes of Zagging, which was offering free training to people for 45 minutes live webinars so we could answer the questions on the various aspects. Surprisingly, the two top things our physical education teachers wanted to learn about was making YouTube videos as well as doing live streams. And so what I would say to them is that, look, we're all forced to have to, you know, go online and, and make online content. And that's why it's created a, a space for people like Tom here, as well as some other people, you know, around the country that I follow that make incredible content, but they have to use it as a tool, as a professional. They don't have a choice. I mean, you know, we've got to make our lesson plans for what? Face-to-face, -face, hybrid, or virtual. So what I would say to those people, look, we're, we're, we're forced to this. I understand that none of us went to school for this, because I know I certainly didn't. So I would just echo kind of what Tom said is, you know, get with other collaborators. The word that I use all the time is the social listen. Uh, it's a premium that we talk about in our state in Missouri. We're constantly listening. We're constantly observing. And then we want to learn more. We're going to reach out to people so that we can really learn how to do things more effectively and efficiently. And so that's what I would say, Bob. I, you know, again, the technology is there. Here's the best part. The technology is free. If you got an iPhone or you got an Android, it shoots in 4K. Yeah, all that means it's a very, very high resolution, so it looks very professional. So we have everything we need right in the palm of our hand. Yeah, you might want to get a, a stand, you know, to put it on a tripod or something like that, but we have what we need. That's why I am marveled by some of the content creators that we have right now that I've seen emerge over the last uh, two years that, again, we got into this because of the pandemic. Well said. Um, I, both of you, I, I, you know, I think you're right on the mark. Um, you know, I, I think the thing I, I want to say to, to you teachers and you teachers that have been teaching 20 years, uh, you know, or 25 years, and you're saying, you know, look, I'm getting near the end of my career. I don't want to get into that. And, and I, I guess I would just say to you, you don't have to create videos. Okay. You don't have to be Tom Gilardi and, and do all these TikTok things and, and, and whatever, you don't have to, but you certainly can open that phone up. You're looking at it all the time. So open that phone up and look at some of this stuff and see what's out there and you might get an idea or two and it might just liven up what you're doing. Tom, you always talk about it leveling up your teaching. What, what do you mean by that? Because that doesn't mean much to me. What I mean by that is, um, you know, I've been teaching 16 years. It's hard to believe in even saying that, you know, that I've been teaching that long. And at some point you master, you know, I've mastered classroom management 
time management, how I'm going to, the, the transitional time, how I'm going to end things. You know, so I thought I was teaching at the highest level I can possibly teach. I thought I was there. And it wasn't really until this past couple of years happened where I started to consistently videotape myself making videos at home or on TikTok or just in my classroom that I realized little things about my teaching that I needed to improve on, that, that were eye-opening. And it's just little things, just to kind of polish up where you are already. I can give you an example. My wife is a new teacher, phys ed teacher at the elementary level. She's been teaching now four years, but I remember her first year, she was nervous. And I'm like, well, try to do this. She's like, well, how? I'm like, all right, I'll just videotape my lesson and I'll show it to you. So I'm showing her the lesson and I'm going through it with her. And I noticed because I happened to teach a double class, we had about 50 uh, second graders in the class, that there was a corner about two kids right next to my camera the whole time. They did everything I said from the beginning of the lesson to the end. They were delightful in the class and not one time did I walk over to them, did I say anything to them, did I even, it's almost as if they weren't even there. And I was blown away because I, I thought it was just a typical lesson, I did well. And I learned through that video that I have to now, if I'm teaching a skill, when they're practicing, I'll go over to this area of the gymnasium, then I'll go over something, have them practice. Now I'll go over this area. And now I've learned, like, it gives me the opportunity to spend a little bit of time with each child. And that's just one small area that I was able to fix because I videotaped myself. And it's a lot of things like that, that in time, you're just going to get better and better. And, and now I'm at the point where it's I just, my confidence is through the roof. I'm just ready to build, create more and more content because I'm just, very passionate, and that's where I am right now. And if it wasn't for uh, technology, I don't think I would be teaching at this level, at least not right now. Well, let's not fool each other either. If you weren't doing videos, you'd still be a good teacher because of those kinds of things, because you care. You know, I often say everybody comes out of the university saying, you know, I'm a teacher, but not everybody is a teacher, and only a very few will make a difference in the lives of people that they'll remember for the rest of their life. And those are the people that look at those little things you're talking about, of missing kids that are there every day doing their very best. Remember, it's always the average kid that's overlooked because they're there doing it every day, never saying a word, never stepping out of line, and you're spending all your time managing the tough kid and reinforcing the kid who you know who's in your hip pocket saying, look at me, I'm good. And, and, you know, those kids in the middle get left out. So I, I think that's, uh, well, Tom, while we're on this, um, you know, I, I, we've talked a lot about uh, TikTok. Uh, maybe we ought to let the clock tick a little bit here and have a look at a couple of your videos, okay? Yeah. Let's roll a couple here. Tips for PE teachers. Do your students love to throw and catch a scarf in the air? but they wish that they could throw their scarf really high, no problem. Take two fingers and pinch the corner of the scarf and then wrap it around. Wrap, 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 make it real small, small, wrap, 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 and then pull it off your fingers into a small little ball like this. Then what you do is 
Throw it up. Really high. Like that. Give it a try. Tips for PE teachers. Here's how you do the basketball perfect dribble challenge. You start with your feet together and you have to dribble side to side. Then you open your feet, dribble through and back, and then do a quarter turn. And you keep going until you come back to the beginning. Looks like this. Give it a try. Tell you what, you know, Nets or Knicks, huh? <laughs> yeah, look I at tell you one thing. Uh, hey. hey, listen, and for a soccer player, I got a pretty good handle, you know. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. You, yes, you do. Um, hey, um, why? What makes those effective? What, if you were telling someone how to make an effective, I know you changed from. YouTube to TikTok and uh, and tell us a little bit about that why you think it's effective. So um, I switch over to TikTok because um, I'm a, I'm a I'm a father of three beautiful children and they're under five and they take up a lot of my time. And when I was making my YouTube videos, I would wait for everyone to go to sleep and I spend a couple hours doing it. And it would take a couple hours, believe it or not, to make. Uh, two or three, three, four minute videos. And it's been a little difficult now that my son's only eight months old. So I was familiar with TikTok and TikTok was really just something I would watch for my own relaxation on, on downtime. But I came across a video uh, from a, a nurse who said, hey, tips from the ER. You cut your leg, clean it before you stick a Band-Aid on. I'm like, that's simple. Everyone knows that. But then I look at the comments like, oh, of course. Yeah, do this. Yeah, you're right. I'm like, wow, he's on to something. Just give simple tips. And, it, you know, I'm, since I'm, I can come up with tips for PE teachers. Why not? So then I started doing it. And when I came up with that idea, I was, it was over the summer. So I made a lot of videos just in my basement. Hey, tips for PE teachers. If, you, if you're using a whistle, Use a plastic one because if you use a metal one, you're going to chip your tooth, you know, some basic stuff just to see, you know, if I was getting any people watching, not realizing how much fun I was having. It's a lot of fun making quick little TikToks if you've ever tried it. So now that I've been in the, at school, it's been a lot easier because the thing between TikTok and YouTube for me, it, it's the amount of time it takes to, to make a video. TikToks generally are three minutes max. So it doesn't take very long to make it. Plus, all of the editing features are right on the app. So once you're done filming, you can just do what you need to do and then send it off on its way. That, those two TikToks that you, I've shown, that you were able to see, uh, I did them during my lunch hour. So I ate real fast. There was no one in the gymnasium. I took my little small tripod with my phone had it face me after one or two takes, I was able to get it to work. And that video with the scarf being thrown in the air, within a within two weeks, it had a quarter of a million views. And I never thought uh, a 34 second video can, can grab that much attention from people. But the reason why it is, 
is because I'm very clear, I'm very specific, I get right to the point. And it's like, this is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it, this is how you do it. I don't stutter, I get right into it. Now that takes time. And that's why I don't really recommend teachers that are brand new, you know, throw yourself out there. I agree, I agree. Earn, develop your craft, master it, and then do this as like a side passion because that's what this is. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm just doing this for fun. I'm doing it as a, as a way to hopefully inspire people. And when I first started doing it, I thought I was only inspiring middle school, high school kids are like, oh, maybe I'll tell my PE teacher about this. It wasn't until I went to the New York State Aford conference and I started walking around, I happened to meet a lot of undergrad and graduate students who recognized me and said, hey, are you that TikTok guy? And I'm like, oh, I'm hitting some young people. And it makes me realize I'm, I am making a difference and it's fun. And again, it's leveling up my teaching because I'm constantly doing it. And then one last point, if you're gonna be on video, either being YouTube or TikTok, what helps me develop the energy and the motivation and the passion that you see through the screen is because even though it's a camera looking at me, in my eyes behind that camera, are every single child in my class that I am teaching. And that is the same enthusiasm that I give them is what I'm giving to the camera. So. And that might take a little bit of practice, but if you do that, and if you focus, and those are my children, your enthusiasm is going to be there, your passion will be there, and that's what that's what gravitating people to come and see me. They see the passion, they see my positivity, they see my energy, and they just want to see more. Okay, and, and I, I agree with all of that, and I, I think the idea of the frustration, uh, you're you're going to start, and the first ones you do aren't going to come out very good, and you're going to think you sound funny and look funny. Uh, you know, it's like everything else. If you want to learn to play the guitar, you play it hour after hour after hour. It takes a lot of practice, and it's easy for Tom to sit here and say, oh, yeah, well, you know, come up with a script, and it, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, it, you know, it's easy for me to write, too, because I've done it my entire life. So, don't be frustrated yeah. early on. I, I want to switch gears. I want to switch. No, Tom, you're done. Um, I want to switch over to Guy. I've got something for Guy here. We've heard, we've heard enough of Tom and TikTok, so now we're moving on. Um, you know, Guy's got some professional films here, and and I think one of the things Tom said, um, which is so true, that the longer the video, the more work it takes, and it takes a lot of a lot of planning when you start to get into even a a two minute video like you're gonna to get to see here. And I love this video that you're gonna to get to see. And this is professionally done. So let's change gears for a second here. This isn't TikTok, throw it up, uh, throw the dog a bone the way we run. This is professional. This is, you're gonna put in the hands and we're gonna ask Guy, okay, where do you put this? So uh, a Guy made this video in collaboration with Missouri Healthy uh, schools. Let's take a look at it and then Guy will talk about it. The days of, hey, we come in and we roll out the volleyballs. Not accurate.
honestly, our PE department does an amazing job with our kids. And the focus is always about health and moving minds and how we can continue to support our kids in, in really understanding how their health impacts every single thing that they do throughout their day. One of our um, physical education teachers, health teachers here, came to us with that idea of, of celebrating our teachers in that way. And of course, Dr. Berkemeyer is all about celebrating her staff. And it's such a wonderful way for kids to just walk out by, randomly write notes and stick them up there for their teachers to stay for this entire week and maybe beyond to let them know how much they appreciate it. Advocacy is extremely important, especially in the area of PE and health. We really need to tell our story to our community in education, especially in health and PE. We need to be able to be transparent about the great work that we do with our kids and the way in which we are fostering really and truly the emotional and overall well-being of our students. And sometimes we need to understand that they don't get the praise they need. Right. We need to let them know, man, you are doing a phenomenal job because all of us are here because of teachers. Approach because this is going to be used in a different setting. Uh, so Guy, talk to us a little bit. Yeah, so basically, uh, this video is about advocacy. Um, I really don't consider myself much of a social media expert. I do like to think of myself as a video storyteller. And because this message needs to be heard all over the country, and that is getting cameras and getting administrators to talk so passionately about what we're doing in health and physical education to have two administrators, principals that you saw there, Rockwood South Middle School, uh, where they allowed us to bring cameras in and to be able to tell that story was just simply phenomenal. And since then, when that aired, that aired in May, and I was and I was talking to Tom beforehand, the timing of that video, you got to remember, we just were coming out of the, removing the masks. And I asked the question at Missouri Healthy Schools that I serve as in, in outreach in digital media, is I said to Laura Beckman, our director, I said, hey, is there any reason why we can't bring cameras into schools and get administrators to talk? Because there has been no physical activity of any cameras of any kind in any schools for over 18 months. We would be the first. And then sure enough on our committee, Anna Forsolito, who's in that video as the physical education seventh grade teacher, she volunteered her, her school right away. And it was just instant when she went to the principal said, oh yeah, we'd love to have you guys in. And what we didn't know is the impact from that five days later, the CDC nationally approached uh, our Missouri Healthy Schools team and asked about collaborating on more videos as we still to as we still do today. We put out a video one to two a month and we talk about different aspects we advocate for. We've certainly done our share of SCL. That case was on um, National Appreciation Teacher Week. We've also you know, done it on important topics like sustainability. Uh, we've also done it on Health Moves Minds. And we've certainly done it on, on wellness programming as we go into schools and, and, and Bob today, when we go into a school and they see our library, and if you'd like to see more of our library, just go to Missouri Healthy Schools YouTube. There's a playlist called On The Move Mo. Just click on them and you can see what we have published. But the reception and the acceptance of what we do, we come in like it's a 60 minutes interview. And here's the thing, piggybacking off what Tom said, all of our videos are exactly two minutes. And the reason why they're two minutes is because of attention spans. Because when we looked at all the literature, I pulled all, all of the YouTube data. I pulled all the TikTok data and guess, what we, and guess what we found is the sweet spot. 
if you can have your videos under two minutes and seven seconds, that is the threshold that people watch. Otherwise, they're logging off. And this has been tremendously successful for us. And we do the same kind of concept when we go to national conventions. We'll be doing this in Shape NOLA. Uh, you'll see a few videos come out like that. But the big point here, Bob, is we are advocating for this profession through video storytelling by telling these school success stories. And it's been amazing the kind of um, uh, reception that we've been given. And some of these people that you saw, like for example, on, on that video, they're actually gonna be coming in November to our convention and leading a keynote. And it's just really exciting to see the impact of them now getting involved into our state societies. This is a huge movement that we have never seen before in terms of getting administrators to come and support our phys frontline physical educators like you just saw. Guy, um, how, how do you how do you use this video? I mean, how's it how's it get out? Who whose hands is it in? I mean, uh, it's one thing to make a video; it's another thing to get a video where the right people are seeing it. How, how have you gone about getting that out? You know, that's a great question, and, and Tom, this is something that I think would be helpful also for your videos, just to get even more and more and more reach. Believe it or not, we actually every video we put out. We have about 30 different outlets that we contact ahead of time to make them aware, including Shape America, for example, Missouri uh, uh, Mo Shape, Missouri Healthy Schools. So we've got a, a network of some people that we've already got their Twitter handles that we're all gonna do. We'll make sure we tag everyone that's in the videos. We tag the schools. And then it's really amazing when we highlight the schools, how much chatter that they do. And the real momentum happens from really kind of, I mean, just, so many people you know seeing it we make the announcement we put out the teaser like if you went to missouri healthy schools or mo on twitter at mo uh, healthy kids you would see we put out a teaser for our next video that we're going to do where i'm interviewing the superintendent of uh, bayless uh, school district and so we have a process of doing a teaser then we'll get a sound bite and then we'll put out the video now today some of these stories are so amazing we can't do one video we have to do two but the real key here is the elements of what? Teachers, students. Now you'll see in our, in our most recent videos, we actually have students talking and sharing their experience or sharing the impact of what they're doing as well as administrators. And so it's really kind of changed the paradigm of the things that we're, that we're bringing to the table. And also because of this, um, you know, one of the people on our team, our director, Laura Beckman, sits on one of the CDC boards, and they have now specifically asked for our on-the-move videos about repurposing them for their needs. So some of the videos that we've put out have now gone out nationally through the CDC. If you don't know this, the CDC has over 4.4 million Twitter followers. So when we put out a video like that, that video gets easily well over 100,000 views inside of a week. So that's what I mean by by amplifying our message and it's really cool what's happened since then uh when i was younger i made a lot of videos i worked closely with the mesa public schools which is a large school district of about uh, eighty thousand students and I, I used to make videos for them and then we made sure that they went to the school board and the school board watched them etc um and then that it went out to public groups and that sort of thing because you know, one of the things I want to say here about this video, and and I don't, I, it it's a quality program and all that. I'm not. That's not my point here. 
but there are lots of great programs out there that nobody knows anything about in our profession. Nobody really knows the kind, you know, I always say, if you tell someone you're a physical education teacher, you know what the first question they ask you? Well, what do you coach? Right. And I say, I don't, I, I'm a physical education teacher first and foremost. That's how I get 90% of my salary. Yeah, I know, but what do you coach? And nobody really knows what physical education is about. And, you know, after 60 years in this profession, we're still not doing a good job of getting that message out as to what we do and what we bring to kids. And so, you know, uh, my wife's actually the supervisor of the Mesa uh, Elementary PE program here, and she's a master at getting those things in the right hands of people. Um, in Missouri, uh, how, does, how does that get out to administrators and the public, et cetera? Is there, a, is there a way to do that, Guy? Yeah, it's actually very easy. We've already got all the Twitter handles already pre-programmed in. And so we have the list of all those groups, the superintendents groups, the principals groups. I mean, literally, they're, they're, they're also a big one is if you can tie into this, is your, also your teachers association, your PTAs. We've got them, we've formed an incredible relationship with them. We also work very closely with the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education in Missouri called DESI. Uh, yeah, DESI. And because of, and I'm gonna give you guys two words to take. You know, if you are taking notes, here's two words I want you to, to, to really take home from this. What we do, number one, first and foremost, is we collaborate with the groups. So whether we're going to the school, we're collaborating with them, we're making sure we get the story, we'll shoot all this film, we'll shoot a bunch of B-roll, and then we'll put this together and then about, we have a team between seven and 10, depending on, on the video content. We send it out to everyone there first, so we vet it. Everyone looks at it from a different angle. Then we take it and we'll send it to the school. So we wanna make sure the school is being represented in the best possible light. If there's any changes we need to make, we make them. Most of the time when it gets to school, they don't really make them, they love it, but, but we go through that process. And then at that point is when then I'm coordinating all these hashtags, and all these um, um, Twitter handles. So when we put it out, uh, our network already knows that. So that's the second piece. So the first piece is collaborate. The second piece is coordinate. We coordinate our, our, our media. For example, Joey Martelli is our main content at Shape America. There is nothing that I put out through Missouri Healthy Schools or MoShape that he doesn't know about at least a day or two in advance. So he knows about when we're gonna do it. We tell him when we're gonna do it. He knows the story. He sees the video ahead of time. So we can amplify each other. That's how we've been able to get so much traction. It's the same thing with the CDC. We know that we're gonna use CDC Healthy Schools um, uh, uh, hashtag because that's their main hashtag that they use for this type of content. So we align ourselves with those groups, where they're at, what platforms they're on, what handles they use, and what hashtags that they use. We plan all of that well in advance before we ever put out the content. And that is how we've been able to make such a, a, a massive impact, if you would, you know, into what we're doing by getting these stories told. And one of the most rewarding parts of it is, is that when you go back, because we're starting to go back to a few of the schools, just to see what the progress, Bob, it's made a, it, it's, it's making a huge, huge, huge impact. And I just feel blessed that I'm part of this process. And this is the way we use videos. And don't get me wrong, in our state, we have people that do similar things like Tom does. We've got all kinds of content creators for classes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if you but if you want, you know, I'm gonna give you one last story, okay? When I did a zagging episode, I had Stephanie Morris, CEO of Shape America, join me for an episode on advocacy. And she was telling the story about how social media 
and used in videos for video storytelling, there was a court case going on actively in this community in Portland. And what ended up happening is that story was so compelling, it created a lot of awareness, right? Because that's one of the things we love about social media, awareness. And the next thing you know, the court changed its ruling. Now, if that doesn't tell you about how powerful this tool is in your voice, this is what we're doing. We're advocating to show other schools saying, hey, you could do this or do something similar, but you know, get involved or rethink about how you're doing things. That's why we do these every single month. We've been endorsed in Missouri by our own governor on these things. When we were putting out live shows last year through a group called Spaker Spot, two amazing teachers that we have in Missouri uh, that put out 24 consecutive weeks of live streaming for physical activity. Those videos were eight minutes long only. And now it's leading into our on the move videos that we do today as we advocate. And, 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 and Bob, to your point, Everything we do is very much, we take a, a very business-like approach and there's an awful amount of planning that we do to every detail. So when we hit send- That sounds good, Guy. I wanna move on because I've got a lot, I've got some other things here and, and I, I wanna, while we're talking about advocacy, I wanna move on and, and, and get on because we're running out of time here. Uh, you know, there's, um, there's, there's been a lot of talk about advocacy. Let, let's talk about that because, you know, we sit back and we talk about advocacy, blah, blah, blah. And people use the word loosely and say, anytime you say anything, you're advocating. That may or may not be the case, but uh, Tom, how do you define advocacy? I would say is, is like pushing off what a guy said, it's like, I'm in my building, I'm in my little gymnasium. How can I show people what I'm doing here to the rest of the school? And, um, and you know, going back to, you know, technology. If I didn't start making videos, and I started off making dance videos, and I would just make two, two three-minute dance videos, fitness, dance-based, and it was for whenever I was out of the gymnasium, bake sale, election day, you name it. If I'm kicked out of the gym, I'm in the classroom, they all have smart boards. Instead of me just putting on random stuff off YouTube, why not use myself? So I started doing that. And I would leave and I would tell the teacher, like, listen, if you have a, if your class needs a brain break or anything like that, use my content. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd walk away. And I'd find that they're using whatever they're comfortable using. They don't use it. It wasn't until the pandemic hit where teachers in my building were now looking for content with movement because all the kids were online. So they had to take multiple brain breaks where they started to say, hey, Tom, let me try some of your videos. Now, all of a sudden, I was getting emails from teachers saying, Tom, this is amazing. I can't believe how many videos you've made. We've been using them every day. It's fantastic. So now I was able to get the teachers to buy in which we all know as a cluster phys ed teacher by yourself, it's difficult to get teachers to buy in. When that happens, teachers chirp and they end up talking to each other and it gets to the administration. Now the administration's like, what's going on? And they love it too. And now that I'm back in person, I cannot tell you what it's like. I walk through the hallways of my school and I hear music from videos I've played, I made. And I look through the whole, I look through each classroom and I see on the smart board 
this shiny head dancing and all of the kids doing it. And that's going on throughout the building. And the biggest thing I'm noticing now is the respect I'm getting from everyone. Teachers are coming to my class on time. And if they're not, they're like, Mr. Gilardi, I'm so sorry. I just don't know what happened. It's different. It's the level of respect is high. Every class doesn't say gym, it now says PE. And the biggest takeaway I've noticed, and this was huge, is that when I am walking through the hallways now this year, because of the pandemic, I, my coworker and I can't work together. We used to double up. Now okay, I don't even- Cut, it, cut it down there, Tom. I, yeah. I got a couple more questions I wanna ask before. Yeah. So the, the whole point was uh, the students I didn't see who now see me every day because of those videos. And the impact I'm making on kids I don't even know yet in this school because of the culture that I was able to create and able to advocate for my program. It's just been tremendous. I want to just ask a couple of practical questions and I, I, I'm going to limit you guys to a minute, okay? So if I interrupt you at a minute, I, that's the way it goes because we don't have time and you, you guys are getting wordy the longer we go here. I'm, I'm having a hard time holding the horses in the stall here. Now, look, you know, there's a lot of, we identify videos out there to look at and all the TikTok stuff and all that sort of thing. Uh, and, and so how do you help teachers separate the wheat from the chef? I mean, you know, you can almost, if you're not careful, you can have somebody who's totally ignorant showing a very ignorant idea. And then somebody else says, oh yeah, that's a good idea because they don't know better. How do we separate what's good stuff out there? Because as you all know, you can look on Facebook and see a lot of crap or you can see some good stuff. So how do you set, how do you help teachers find something that's worthwhile? Uh, Guy, you wanna jump on that one? Yeah, I'm gonna keep it very short. Bob, it's called Build a Network. We've already talked about that. There's a lot of people out there, content creators, myself included. You know, reach out to us, direct message us, let us see it ahead of time. I told you on all our advocacy videos, there's not a video that, that goes out that is invented by a minimum of seven people, sometimes up to 10. I'm not saying you need to do seven to 10, but to your point, Bob, we need to be concerned about best practices. We need to be concerned with the alignment to the pedagogy. Absolutely, you need to do that. That's your responsibility as a physical educator, but there are people out there that you can network with and share videos with so that you're so that you're looking for those things before you put them on. Then, like you get to like where Tom's at today, he's been doing it for years and years and years and years. Now he can just pop them out because he knows that. But in the beginning, we already said this: your best videos, you know, or excuse me, your first videos will not be your best videos because you're learning. But as you learn, you know, you want to get that sounding, you want to get that 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 sounding board. That's what we do in Missouri. And the reason being that we do that, we just screw our team to about nine people on our social media team for that very reason, because we're going platform specific now heading into 2022, both with future professionals who know a whole lot about uh, Instagram, know a whole lot about TikTok. That's why we've leveled up the way we have by building our social media team. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. Tom, um, how about you? you? Did you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's very similar. You know, if I'm, if, like you said before, if you go on YouTube and you hit search and you say, I want to do warm ups, you don't know what you're looking at. And, and by the time you go through all of it, it's going to take too much time. So build a network, go on Twitter and just say, hey, I'm looking for passionate PE teachers that link up with. And you, you'll figure out who the top names are. 
And then that's when you'll say, hey, I'm looking to do a PE warm-up. And then those people will send you content. And that's how you get it. You know, you build that network and then you grab it from them. But everything on there isn't good. True. But if you have teachers that are experienced, who have done this for a long time, they've weaved it all out already. And they're only going to share the content that they've used and that has worked well for them. And they'll steer you away from the, the, the newbies that are, are figuring things out. All right. Well said. And they need, so once again, they need a network. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to give you each uh, a chance to be concise. This is the hardest of all things. Okay. It's easy to talk, not easy to be concise. So uh, I want to give you each a chance to identify and leave our teachers with one or two points they can use tomorrow or next week. What matters most in all the information you shared today? Uh, in 15 seconds, here goes the TikTok. 15 seconds or less. Guy. Number, number one, you have to know your why. It starts with your why. You have to communicate it. Number two, you have to know your purpose or what problem are you trying to solve. If you're looking in the world of producing video content, you absolutely have to know why you're doing it and what purpose and ultimately what problem you're trying to solve. Nice. Tom. Uh, guys stole my thunder. It's all about the why. <laughs> the piggyback on that. I've been doing this for two years. I've been making videos once or twice a week. It's a lot of work. It takes dedication. There are sacrifices you have to make. I'm a big time Mets fan. I miss a lot of games because I'm doing it. So if you're doing it to impress your principal or your district, big mistake. Figure out your why. It should be about your students. And if you do that and you focus on your why, the passion will be there. The motivation will be there. And you'll get better. And I will say it's not so important that you generate videos, although that would be nice if you're capable it's more important that you get involved in the social media to educate yourself. And for me, that's much more important than me trying to convince you that you should do videos. That's a, that's a long ways down the road for many of you that haven't even looked at social media. So I would just say to you, you know, educate yourself, get onto it. And then if down the line you say, well, I think I can actually, and this is how it occurs. I think I can make videos that are a hell of a lot better than Gilardi's. Then go to it and go do it. Okay. Then I say, go for it. Now you're in the right place. So having said all that, you guys uh, lived up to my expectations and to our audience expectations. Great job, both of you. Um, I think you really uh, gave us a lot to think about. I appreciate you. I knew it'd be full of information and good stuff. Thanks to you both. I appreciate you so much and uh, hope to talk to you both again soon. Take care, my friends. Oh, thank, thank you. It's you, been Bob. an honor, thank Guy. Always a pleasure. And all you, there, all you teachers out there, thank you for being teachers. You know how much I appreciate you. I've been in this profession a long time. I love teachers and I can't thank you enough for what you do. You're unsung heroes every day. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.